Oh shit, we're live. Yo! 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 What's cracking, baby? It is a beautiful day to be alive here at the peak of recorded human civilization. I am your friendly neighborhood, Don, aka. Shit, man, I used to have a lot of AKAs. I don't even use them anymore. What? We had, uh, had Zilla, we had AK Donovan, we had Flyboy, My Boy, Never Say Die Boy. That was when I was like 18. We had Kid Shifty. That was one of my early rap names. That was a good one. It was not a good one. I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. That one was bestowed upon me. I don't think I'm Shifty. I didn't like it. I don't know why they called me that. I think it's because it sounded a bit like Slim Shady. And, uh, you know, that's what was up in the rap world. Gang, gang, infinite. Uh, yo, here we are. It's Saturday. What's cracking with you, baby? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you, baby? We need to know. We need to know. Inquiring minds needs to know. Uh, it was movie, like, movie night last night. I haven't mentioned this. I, uh, I quit one of my DJ jobs. And uh, these days on Fridays, I spend Friday evenings with the family, right? Currently, we have movie night. So every week, one of us gets to choose a movie. Last week, Hercules chose the movie, so he chose the Pokemon movie, the animated one. It was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was it kind of like condensed like the whole cartoon into like one movie almost. It was dope, man. I was inspired. I, I, you know, I was inspired to go out there and be uh, the, best, the best Pokemon trainer I could be. We watched The Goonies last night. That was my wife's choice. I haven't seen The Goonies in a long, long time, man. That's a great movie. It's just every time I watch like great, great movies these days from from days of yore. They're obviously from days of yore. You, they don't make great movies anymore, apart from one, which we'll get to in a bit. There's someone actually made a great movie recently. I was shocked. But uh, you watch that thing, you're like, damn, they just couldn't make that now. You just wouldn't be allowed to make that now. Like half those jokes wouldn't fly. Half those situations won't fly. That character there wouldn't be able to be just like a normal person. They'd have to be like a fucking ninja drop kicking people all over the place and shit. But uh, jazz out to the Goonies anyway, man. That was dope. They had an adventure, man. It was like, he was like, little young Sam Ganji was like, this is our time. This is our time. Yeah, that made me a bit sad as well because like I saw an interview with him and he was talking about like all the horrible things that happened to him in his youth when he was making those movies because of all these scum buckets. It's crazy, man. I'm looking out my window and I just see the Hollywood sign. I'm like right here in the heart of it. And it's, cra- it's always so crazy to think of all the, all the beauty around you. And simultaneously, man, there's like, there's creepy motherfuckers like wormed in there doing creepy motherfucker shit. But anyway, uh, no light without that. Shadow is asking Kira, we're here. What's going on, everybody? Everybody! Backstreet's back, all right. What up, Agneta Sundberg? Says, love your art and music combo and being a super father. Greetings to you and your family. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Shout out to everybody. Who was here first? Gregory Witcher was here first. What up, Gregory Witcher? Um, What up, YouTube hero Alex is in the building. What up, man like Lex? Man like Lex, 1791. I was actually wearing my 1791 shirt when I went and got coffee earlier, but now I'm wearing this this beautiful silken Hawaiian shirt. Uh, so yeah, that's what's up. 
Uh, do me a favor, um, drop the link to this wherever it is that you drop links, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord, all that type of stuff. Um, what up, two more Vs, you bad man. What up, Denzi? What up, John? Ben, yo, yeah, let me know where is there, where's everybody at. Let me know where you're at. We need to know where you're at. We need to know where you be because uh, we have to do our ritual before everything begins. We have to do our ritual. We have a ritual here on Ask Akira. We have a ritual. Um, yo, and we also got a lot of questions to get through this week, by the way. We got a lot of questions. We had a record, I think it was a record amount of questions submitted. Shout out to my guy, Sir Peppers, who, who uh, collects these things together. But like, there's a lot of goddamn questions. We're gonna try and answer all of them. All, all, and uh, yeah. That's what's cracking. So let's see, where is everybody at? Jonathan is in Arizona. That's nice. Uh, Eriberto Ramirez is in San Diego. Ben is in Ireland, brother. Nice. John's in Texas, McAllen. Two more V's is in Germany, of course he is. Uh, yeah. Ifos, Ipos, what a, what a very interesting name. Crack, is in England. Nicholas is in Orlando. Jonathan is in Arizona. What up, Hercules? Can I please have a cupcake? A cupcake? Yes. Yo, man, Hercules wants to know if he can have a cupcake. What do you think? Can Hercules have a cupcake? He was asking me for a peanut butter cup earlier. He switched it up to a different kind of cup because I wasn't get, I was, I was like, no bueno on a peanut butter cup. It's still the morning. Actually, it's not, it's mid afternoon. Uh, yes, you can have a you can have a cupcake. Cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Denny's is in Switzerland. Jay McGee is in Ireland. Ben is in Ireland. Also, uh, for whatever reason, the chat is coming through slow today. I don't know why, but anyway, that's groovy. That's groovy, and that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, this is as always. As always, this is an international broadcast. It's an international broadcast, and an international broadcast deserves an international high five. So that's what we gotta do, we gotta do the international high five. Uh, so aim for the elbow, aim for the elbow, that's what you gotta do and that way it connects, okay? Uh, I didn't learn that shit until a couple years ago. If someone should have taught me that at school, I would have had a lot less awkward moments in my life. All right, are you ready? Let's go. You gotta do the swirl up, G up, G up, G up. You gotta, you gotta reload the bicep. Let's go. Three, two. Just maybe put my fucking elbow through the window. Three, two, one. Boom! It's that international high five. Gang. Yeah, that was a meaningful high five right there. I think I need to refresh. 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 Oh, thank you, Sir Peppers. He says, are you on top chat or live chat? And yeah, it was on top chat. It was just defaulted to top chat. God knows why. Uh, anyway, yeah, so what's up? What's up? You know, we're just going to go straight into the questions, man. I'm just going to launch straight into question time. That's what's up. Uh, what did I need to update you on any stuff? Um, I hope you enjoyed the content this week. We had a brand new Joe Rogan track. That was pretty fire. Fire. Uh, we had a really good Alan Watts video. We had a bunch of stuff, man. Um, only four videos this in the week, week rather than five. I apologize. I didn't have time to get uh, the long form content together for Friday. 
Uh, I had more gigs than normal this week. I had a private event at, uh, in Santa Monica yesterday all day. That was pretty fly. I got two gigs today. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I've got my um, I've got my DJing setup here, pretty much together. So uh, we're going to be doing some live DJ sets, and uh, that will lead to mixes, and that will be good. Uh, let me know what kind of shit you want to hear in that regard. Please do. Um, yeah, Jasper says, whoa, just got in for the high five hitting the screen. Felt awesome. Nice. 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 Um, yeah, Pablo, greetings from Spain. Love your songs. Appreciate you, my guy. Shouts out to Spain. Uh, okay, let's start with some questions. From the Discord, the Akira the Don Discord. If you're not in the Akira the Don Discord, I advise joining it. The link is uh, usually in the description of the videos. Oh, this one, it's not. So I need to add it. I need to add the link to the uh, video. I'll do that right now. Um, what was I going to say? I can't do. It's impossible to do two things at once. I keep telling my wife I can do two things at once, and it's pretty much untrue. Pretty much not true. Apart from like, you can um, pick files in Red Dead Redemption and simultaneously have very important conversations. Obviously, obviously you can. Um, anyway. There we go. The links are in the description, so you can go join the Discord, you can go uh, follow the Meaning Wave playlist on Spotify and Apple. You can uh, join the Patreon, you can join the subscribe star. You can do all these, all these things, man. You can hit the merch link. Gang. All right. Questions. Questions and answers. Hercules, who are you talking to? Hmm. Uh, diverting Tales in the house says the Rogan track was fire and the JP and Jocko cameos got me excited. Nice! Appreciate you Diverting Tales. Uh, diverting Tales has one of my favorite Instagram accounts. He just like talks about comic books. By the way, Diverting Tales, I was on your blog earlier. I actually went to it um, to read an article uh, that you'd linked through. But, by the way, that's a rare thing. I rarely can be bothered to go and click a link. And I very much do like it when you uh, put like the whole article, the slides and the Instagram thing. Cause uh, sometimes I'd be read, the way I tend to read this stuff is when I'm commuting and the internet cuts out quite often. So if it's already preloaded in Instagram, I can read it. I like the way that like, for example, Instagram, right? That was, um, that was just somewhat, somewhere for people to show off their fancy photos. That's what it was supposed to be for. Fancy photos. Nowadays, I mainly, the stuff I follow, it's more like a magazine. Like people be posting whole articles in multiple slideshows, people be posting kind of like video interview things. Like it's interesting how these platforms um, grow. Hercules, why are you so noisy? Hercules, go to your bedroom. I'm live streaming. I don't need to hear your Minecraft adventures. Yeah. He's like, it's so good that we have a house now and he has a bedroom. I can send him to his bedroom. Get your room. It's so good. So good. Marco Camado. Uh, this is, he says, would you consider doing Campbell Wave? Would I consider? Would I consider? I've been building up towards Joseph Campbell Wave for two years. Two years. We've been laying the foundations and laying the ground so that this will make sense when it happens. My goodness. And um, yeah, uh, that's... Basically, I'm in the middle of, of the new album, which I'm finishing in the week upcoming, and then we're moving on to Joseph Campbell. 
and then after that it's uh, Choco season and um, all sorts of seasons and uh, as soon as uh, we get the go ahead from Rogan it's Rogan season as well but I've just yet to be able to um, uh, get in touch with the man uh, but we will we will we will alright what up Conrad says love your music hypes me up so much I appreciate you bad man appreciate all of you um, yo okay Venetrox says hey Akira I'm sure you get asked this a lot but what motivated you to start Meaning Wave yeah I pretty much I get this question every day and um, you know but it's a good question but the answer is one of the <laughs> there's many answers because there's a number of reasons one of the answers is and this is the one I'll give today I wanted it to exist and this is true I wanted it to exist so I made it because it didn't exist so I think in life it's a good idea um, things that have been successful for me in my life have all had that commonality when I look back on it when I look back um, all the musical projects I've done that have been successful have been things where I created a thing I wanted to exist that didn't already exist uh, similarly when I was in music journalism when I was what I did there was successful was something that at that point didn't exist I fused um, essentially what Hans Rose Thompson had been doing in um, politics with music journalism and, uh, and, and some other stuff and but anyway yeah I think that's a good that's just a good strategy for success in life is uh, you know f isolate what you wish existed and then make it so. Make it so. Shout out to my guy Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, I will not be watching the Picard show that they're making because it's not Picard. It's some alternate universe weirdo thing. I'm not having anything to do with that. It's, it's, it's very freeing. The way they've kind of corrupted and they're in the process of corrupting and destroying all, 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 all of our heroes. And it's good because it's all right. All right well, I don't need to go watch that, watch that stuff there's better things to do there's thousands and thousands of brilliant movies and books and comics from the past that I haven't read yet so we'll just read those and if uh, someone wants to make some great new stuff there's a gap in the market for you I was thinking this the other day I saw it's like my YouTube feed was full of people bitching about uh, Picard and Star Wars and things like that for whatever reason that day and I was like well this is an opportunity always be looking for the opportunity you know and uh, this is an opportunity to make some great stuff. If you think that the hero's, the, the hero's journey has been destroyed and perverted by contemporary Hollywood, go make a hero's journey story. You know, if you think that heroism and, and like uh, righteous virtues are missing from modern storytelling, go tell some stories with those in it. And I bet uh, that you will find an audience. Because, uh, you know, the gap in the market, man, is where you want to be. Now, let's get on with these questions. I keep nearly getting to questions. Keep nearly getting to questions. See, and then, I'll, then I see the, the chat very briefly and I go, yes, Mark Murky Forgotten. Um, uh, no, that's not what I was saying. Who was that I saw? Eckhart Tolle. Yes, Mark Ranger. He's a lovely, 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 lovely person. He's, he reminds me of a mythical woodland sort of creature from a Tolkien book. What, what, a, what a beautiful man. What a beautiful man. Um, anyway, let's answer some goddamn questions. We've got a lot to get through. Oh, yeah. So I answered that one from Venserux. Yes. So one of the reasons I made Meaning Wave is because I wish that it existed. 
So I made it, that's, and that's a good strategy. Now, I am Nick2K3, says, Hi Akira, my wife recently passed away, and your fusion of original music and animation has been the first thing to inspire my creativity since her death. I want to carry that spark forward so that I feel like I'm honoring her life through my continued productive creative effort. Good. I've been searching for a person like you or Lex Villana who could share a bit about your workflow. Well, that's, that's a crazy coincidence because Lex is in the chat right now. That's crazy. Uh, and so is Neotic. Hi, Neotic, you bad man. I've got a record for you, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, who could share a bit about your workflow when it comes to video editing slash animation. I assume you use Adobe After Effects, but was wondering if you had any insight as to a creative workflow for the type of animation aesthetic that you've achieved. Thank you for the inspiring work you do. I should mention that I would happily pay for that type of workflow information as well. Um, well, first off, I am Nick2K3. I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Um, I, can't, I can't really comprehend uh, that. You know, uh, so yeah, and I'm proud of you for carrying on and uh, doing useful stuff with your life and not collapsing into a chasm of, of sorrow and bitterness. So yeah, proud of you and um, sorry for your loss. Now, uh, I don't actually use After Effects, I just purely use Premiere. Lex Villena, 1791L, graphics guru, does use After Effects and uh, he's very, very, very talented and you should, you should DM him, on, write to him on Twitter. Um, I tell you something, I currently do not have time to make workflow tutorials and things of that nature. Uh, I've got a schedule of albums mapped out for the next 10 years that's going to keep me very busy. Um, but interestingly, I was on Twitter last night and Sam Hyde, the homie, uh, very talented also, uh, says he's going to start giving lessons on uh, After Effects and Premiere type stuff. So check him out at New Engine on Twitter and uh, I'm pretty sure he will help you out. But you know, I've, all the stuff I've done, again, it's like I want to make a thing so I'll work out how to do it. And I'll either work it out via trial, trial and error or I'll go on YouTube and find a 12 year old and they'll show me how to do it. So you know, means and ways, uh, ways and means. Jasper Zacherson, thank you very much for the super chat, you bad man, uh, says love your work. Do you? ever see yourself doing live gigs outside the US in the future? The answer is yes. Yes. Uh, we definitely do. We definitely do. And uh, we definitely see ourselves doing Meaning Wave shows in the US first and then taking those out across the world. That's what we want to do. And uh, we've been planning it, we're working on it. And I was dreaming about it last night, I realized. Was, I've been having nightmares lately. That was it, and I had this crazy dream, and it was like we booked a show, and I just wasn't prepared. And I was late as well, I forgot it was happening. It was at half six, and I'd been, you know, and I, in my dream I was like, oh, is anyone even gonna come? I bet they're not gonna come. And then I forgot about it, or something. And then I was getting tweets from people who were like, are you gonna show up? And they were at this gig, and it looked like it was full. And then I went there, and I got there really late, and it was actually like like a sort of town hall where you might have a religious um, meeting or something with a few plastic chairs. And um, it was like half full, but everyone there was really nice and they were like really eager. But I hadn't done any preparation and I didn't have any of my equipment. 
anyway, other people's dreams are very boring. But what this proves is that this is something I'm thinking about and taking very seriously. So there. Um, Greg, have you had a chance to read your DMs? <laughs> I read my DMs every day, man. Now I get a lot of flipping DMs, so it's possible that I might have missed one. I don't know where you're sending the DM to. Um, or what it's regarding, but I do try my very, very best. I promise you. And um, yeah, sometimes it just send send the message twice. Sometimes they get buried, man. Particularly things like Instagram and stuff, they move real fast. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, what up, Jaden? Jaden says, "What are your thoughts on five G frequencies?" Well, um, it's something I really don't know enough about to have an opinion. Frankly, I've looked into it a bit. And some people say that it's they're very they're evil and they're uh, reprogramming our DNA or something. And then some other people will say that uh, it's the same as radio waves. So I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't have enough information to have an opinion, frankly. One thing I would say is like with regards to certain things like that. Like, I live in Los Angeles. I'm surrounded by all sorts of frequencies at all times. I think Elon Musk is about to put some satellites in the sky that will put them everywhere. Some things are outside of your control. And um, so don't worry too much about things that are outside your control. And I would say uh, that what you have control over is you and is, is uh, your body, right? Like, and the stronger your body is, the more it will be resistant to that sort of thing if that sort of thing is bad. So what I do is, uh, is drink water and eat steak. That's what I do. So uh, my body is better equipped to deal with attacks. So that's what I would say. I ain't no shit about 5G really, but I do know about my body. So yeah. Yeah. Gang, gang, gang. Um, ah, a little, I'll grab, we'll grab one. Ooh, thank you, uh, Schmuckmuck, for the super chat. And it came in a delightful orange and it had no question attached to it. So I just appreciate your generosity, you bad man. And thank you, Dan and Thacker, for the super chat. You also came in in a beautiful blue with no question and I appreciate you. Uh, Jaden, no, BA. Hey, Akira, do you think the popularity of techno slash mixed music is a result of humanity seeing their situation in a more mechanical and set path, a deterministic path, as opposed to a classical music? which seems to represent the dancing of the spheres, systems which are more mysterious and less technical, more emotional. Hey, that's an interesting question. Um, but I think, um, I actually think it's a result of technology. Now, that kind of ties in, I guess, um, maybe on a subconscious thing, it might be, but I honestly think musical, most musical trends are a direct result of the technology. Uh, for example, as I've said many times, uh, I believe that the sort of trap kit and the prevalence of, of hip-hop, particularly the trap offshoot of hip-hop, is uh, primarily because of uh, the ability of people to make that music uh, via on their computers like anybody with no, with no musical training can make that kind of music. Uh, Fruity Loops, which is one of the first programs I ever used, is the sort of dominant form of making that kind of music now. And it's just very easy to get started on that and make something that sounds good. And secondly, that kit, those sounds, 
They sound really good coming out of this and a club system and car speaker system. So I think that when these start transmitting a wider spectrum of sound, including bass frequencies, we'll hear different kinds of music emerging. And, um, and when it becomes easier to program stuff that's not as grid rigid. Because I basically like, uh, if you're working in Fruity Loops, you're like drawing in blocks. It's a bit like Tetris is a way of thinking about it. So you're just drawing in blocks and it's kind of on a grid. So it's kind of has that that feel. Fruity Loops was initially people were using it to make techno, by the way. Because uh, you can just draw in the 4-4 kick pattern. Doof, 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 doof. Uh, yeah, so I think that's why. I just think it's easy. It's easier and, uh, and more effective to make music like that. Like uh, writing an orchestra and, and uh, finding an orchestra and learning to play and all that sort of stuff is just a lot harder. So I just think it's that. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, shouts out to Aranoko says, I still use FL Studio. I would use it too if it was uh, on Mac. Well, if it had been on Mac. I switched to Mac and it didn't have that, so I went to Logic. But, uh, you know, I've got a, a love for FL Studio, and I still think of it as Fruit Loops. Um, so then, Jaden also asked, will you ever do a H3H3 wave? Papa Blessed. Papa Blessed. Shouts out to e e Ethan and Healer and little Theodore. Shouts out to them. Are they the first, like, wholesome YouTube family? I don't know. I felt that there was some, some import in them being as sort of popular as they are, coming from an almost sort of edgelord thing, but then engaging in the most wholesome thing you could do, which is, you know, A, be a very public, loving couple, B, have a kid, all that type of thing. I think there's something interesting in that. As far as a wave, you know, what happens, the reason that waves happen is because uh, I hear people saying things that, to me, sound like they should be music. So uh, if that ever happens when I'm listening to those guys, then, then a wave will occur. To this point, I haven't heard them say anything that, I, that made me want to make music. Um, but, you know, never say never. Never say never. Darren Thacker, Fruity Loops and Acid. I never knew what that lyric meant. Well, that lyric actually was a double entendre because the programs I was using to make music were uh, Fruity Loops and Acid Pro. But at the same time, I was also, or I'd just come out of a, a sort of period of uh, engaging in things for which those words could be used to describe those things. I guess you could put it that way. Now, Sir Peppers, my guy. Even though the Goggins album's not on Spotify yet, are there any plans to release the instrumental album soon? The answer is yes, next Friday. There you go. Yes, next Friday is the plan with that. Um... Oh yeah, do this. Uh, that's a useful thing to do. I do that quite often. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Cyclops, 94. So, did you like it or what? Regarding Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yo, yo, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the new movie by Quentin Tarantino, the ninth movie by Quentin Tarantino. It is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie since Jackie Brown, at least, maybe earlier. Uh, I loved it. I loved every second of it. I, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I thought it was uh, beautiful, brilliantly done. Uh, I, I was pulled out of the experience a couple of times 
by his ever-increasing foot fetish. But you know, it's like an artist, it's okay for an artist to have repeating quirks. <laughs> and he's an artist. And what it made me realize is, holy shit, people just don't make fucking movies anymore. Like that's a movie. That's a movie, that's a guy's vision, that's a vision of a guy. And that's great artists making great art. It is not uh, boxes checked by a committee, which is what every other movie I've seen in the movies for the past like three or four years is, maybe longer. Maybe longer. I think I really am done with these Marvel things and things of that nature. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Um, particularly after seeing that, because you're like, oh man, it can be this good. It can be this soulful. It can like be this glorious and joyful and wonderful. Also, one great thing about that movie is it's a very, very timely movie. And I think it went over a lot of people's heads. But you can tell from the negative reaction to it, um, who who found it offensive because whether they understood it or not it was about them primarily the aspects the cultishness for example there's a bit in it when um thingy bob um what's her name uh uh really annoying uh <laughs> lena dunham turns up right and it's like oh what why is oh god why is lena dunham in this and then you're like hang on lena dunham is playing like this cult cult mate brainwashed cultish self like important like virtuous busybody type and you're like oh that's sick that's like when martin scorsese not martin scorsese sorry that's when stanley like when stanley kubrick got um tom cruise and nicole kidman to play those characters in eyes wide shut holy shit this is genius this is amazing and so it's like this whole thing and like, you know, you've got, you've got these cult members and these like ideologically brainwashed cultists who think they're really virtuous and stuff. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but it's really, it gets so good. It gets so glorious. It gets so wonderful. And you, you have this creeping sense of dread throughout. And then, yeah, I can't really say much because I don't want to spoil it. Well, yeah, here's what we'll do. I'm, I forgot about this. My guy, Christian O'Brien said he wants to do a podcast about it. So we'll do a podcast about it and talk about it really in depth because it's like, it works on so many levels and I actually haven't seen anyone pointing this stuff out yet. But uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful movie. I fucking loved it. I loved it. Someone responded to me saying I loved it on Facebook or something and said, oh, it was like too long and there's all these scenes of Brad Pitt driving around. Could have done without that. It's like, fuck no, I want more of that. More driving around. More driving around. More just allowing the characters to breathe and just be human beings, just doing shit, right? Man, like, I love that stuff. I love that stuff because you just don't see it. And it's just so, so human. And I don't know, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So there. So there. Loved it. Um, yeah. Derna1804 in the chat says, uh, a friend tried to get me to watch an Avengers movie. I fell asleep. Yeah, you know. I used to fall asleep in bass bins. I used to go to the club and fall asleep in the bass bin. You know, when you're like used to something, it's just, meh. Now, let's keep moving on these questions. We've got a lot of questions to answer in a, in a, lot, in a, in a lot of time. Um, Laugh to Mouth says, listens to Goggins Way 14 days ago. Have taken my meds prescribed every day. On the other side is greatness. That's right, my guy. Proud of you. Uh, Carl Manson. <laughs> what? 
So there's any chance you could do a wave using Fight Club movie? I love Fight Club. I haven't seen Fight Club for a long time. I would like to rewatch Fight Club. I would also like to reread it because the book was fantastic. And um, yeah, I don't think did they have the rubber bands in the movie or was that just the book? They were like putting rubber bands around people's balls. <laughs> also, I need to read uh, Fight Club Two, uh, the comic, the sequel. Chuck Falunk, Kaplunk wrote a sequel to Fight Club and he did it as a comic book. That's crazy. Uh, so I need to read that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Best Self. Says thank you kindly for all your vibes. Much love. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Thank you to everybody. You bad people. Yo. Michael Morris. Hello, Akira. The Dom. He's got clout. How important is it to learn music theory and making music? What programs, applications do you use to make your beats? Uh, I have... Uh, only recently started looking into music theory so I would say it's entirely possible to make amazing music with zero knowledge of music theory however if you know music theory it's a bit like unlocking superpowers and then you're like damn man I wish I'd learned this earlier I mean it's kind of a double-edged sword because like you stum being uh I remember Graham Coxon from Blur talking about when they made uh, the album that Song 2 is on. He had to unlearn guitar. He said he got too good at playing guitar. So he started like fucking banging his hand with a hammer and like tying it up with tape and stuff so he couldn't play as well. Uh, so he could go back to a kind of more primal style. And there's certain stuff you do when you have no idea what you're doing is magical and it's kind of almost impossible to do when you know what you're doing. Uh, some of my greatest songs have been mistakes that I couldn't do now because I know too much. So uh, it's a double-edged sword, man. But you, you don't need to know music theory to make music. And as far as applications, honestly, they all do the same thing pretty much. Any DAW, which means Digital Audio Workstation, they all achieve the same results. So just pick one, watch a few YouTube tutorials, watch how the, the workflow, see which one like looks uh, uh, like you could do it, looks like it makes sense to you and pick it and just go all in on that thing and learn it inside out. Uh, shout out to Rob Spencer, thank you for the super chat. Says, greetings from a soon to be plumber, yeah, in Liverpool. Thank you for the music. How much Meaning Wave makes it into your DJ sets? Uh, it depends where I'm playing, uh, but honestly not, not very much in my club DJ sets because I'm playing in clubs and people want to hear club music and they want to hear shit that will make them, them dance and that they know for the most part. I've been sneaking in little bits and increasingly the audiences that have been showing up increasingly have Meaning Wave fans in them now. So I'm starting to put more Meaning Wave in there. And I've also been working out uh, a way of introducing Meaning Wave to club DJ sets and to festival DJ sets because as this thing grows, I'm going to be doing Meaning Wave shows and that'll be just Meaning Wave music. But then I also want to be doing club shows and it'd be like maybe in the build-up you could put in... Alan Watts talking about something or Jocko hyping you up or something. So yeah, we're working on that stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations on your about to be a plumminess and be the best plumber you can. Be a good one. Be a good one. Also, shouts out to Liverpool. That's where my wife is partly from. And uh, I ran away there on my 15th birthday. And I was in Liverpool for a few days, uh, being 15 years old and homeless and sleeping in abandoned buildings. And nobody killed me. So shouts out to Liverpool all day long. Uh, 
Darren Thacker, is the dark light cycle of pop music and co a common theory? I only heard it from you and Grant Morrison. That's relating to the seven year cultural swing from uh, punk to psychedelic, or is one way of looking at it. That's the way I look at it more. Dark and light also kind of works, although I think more like dark and colorful, maybe. Um, I think I first heard it from Jimmy Corti from the KLF, I think. Uh, I definitely heard Grant, Grant talk about it, and uh, I read Grant talk about it in Super Gods, and he, me and him spoke about it. I, I, I remember, um, and I was, I just, I definitely observed it, because I just remember thinking, like, British music, when I started really paying attention, I was like, really little, like six or seven or eight, and I just watched it kind of go from being like, really trippy, and colorful and acid house and and all mixed up together like people were mixing hip-hop and house and all this stuff and it went from that to like uh the sort of Britpop thing which was kind of like neo-punk new wave suddenly everyone was the everyone it all came back together and all that divergent colorful thing became this thing again and got solidified and i watched it unfurl again because i was a music journalist so i was paying attention so i was like there's definitely something happening here and then, uh, yeah, J Jimmy Coty from the KLF. If you don't know the KLF, they're like a really, uh, I would say very important band. Uh, they were very early in sort of going all in on mashup culture. Their first album was full of like ABBA samples and stuff and it got banned. Um, they were very, very, very hardcore, very, very punk, but they deliberately became very, very popular. They had some massive, massive hits and um, then they won a Brit Award and for this big pop dance hit and then they performed it with a death metal band and then they had machine guns and then they sprayed the audience with machine guns and the, the audience thought it was real and everyone was running around screaming you couldn't get away with that shit these days you'd be arrested then they dumped a dead sheep at the door of the after party and split up and then they burnt all the money they'd made from that album, which was a million dollars, and they invited some journalists out to an album and set the million dollars on fire in front of a bunch of journalists. <laughs> KLF are, interesting, are an interesting group. Um, stop making a noise. Um, two more Vs. Have you ever taken a heroic dose of mushrooms? And if so, is there a part of the experience you'd feel comfortable sharing? Uh, yes. Um, Though, we'll, maybe we'll save this for another occasion. It's a very big subject and I have a lot of questions to get through. But, um... Hmm. You know, they used to grow. They used to grow, like, right by where I lived, in Wales, and they grew behind the science block in my school. So it was a very trippy school. Wales is very trippy in general. Wales is very trippy in general. Uh, Nexon Mozart, if Britain becomes a shithole, you'll be very welcome in Croatia. Thank you. I, I already skipped Britain. I already moved to Los Angeles. But if Los Angeles collapses into, into, a, into a hole in the ground, maybe I'll come check out Croatia. Maybe I will. Um, nice. Okay, where are we at? God damn it. Um... I just reinstalled this laptop and I have yet to turn off notifications. So it's beeping, it's my bad for that. JB Kruger, would you consider Christwave? Yeah, we spoke about this last week. Someone said like, who would you, if you could wave anyone dead or alive, dead, sorry, who would you do? And I said, Jesus. 
because that guy got bars, got bars for days, bars for days. I'm looking for someone who sounds like Jesus to get them to read some Jesus shit and make it make it Christ wave. If you know anyone who sounds like Jesus, let me know. Yo, Hercules, turn, get in your bedroom, turn off down TDM. I'm live streaming up here. How many times I gotta tell you? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Do you wanna come up here and say hi? Hercules! Hercules! Anyway, um, yeah, Dan TDM, man. I don't know about Dan TDM. Hercules like really likes a bunch of YouTubers, and he, including um, he likes Dan TDM and uh, this little kid called Ethan, and he like really likes PewDiePie. And uh, I can definitely mess with. I really like PewDiePie, and PewDiePie is entertaining. I, I very much we, as a family, we sometimes watch him play in Minecraft, which is a very 2019 thing to do, I guess. Anyway. Um, Questions! Damn, got so many questions. Greg Various, what is the story of how you went from Adam to Akira? Um, what is the story of how I went from Adam to Akira? Well, I saw Akira when I was like eight, and it was it had a massive effect on me. Remember, I remember um, Grant Morrison talking to me about how, when he was about eight, he saw 2001 A Space Odyssey and it just had a massive effect on him and really changed him. And his mum took him to, he got his mum to sit, take him to see it at the cinema, I believe he said six times. And I was a bit like that with Akira. So I got Akira on VHS and I just watched it a whole bunch of times and it kind of rewired me in a, into a more cosmic way. The way people often talk about how like having a psychedelic experience where you'll like realize the largeness of, of everything and the truth of everything. Akira did that for me long before I went anywhere near any kind of psychedelic. And, um, you know, at some point, when I was a rapper, uh, I needed a new rap name, because the one that had been bestowed upon me I didn't like, or whatever it was, and I was on tour, and we were on tour, and um, we were only allowed to rap. Like, if we were at a service station, we could only rap to get, to buy something, or whatever it was. And I became very, very good at freestyle rapping. And, it, and it, so therefore I announced in the midst of one freestyle session when I was battling with my, with my homies that I was Akira the Don. And then I was. And that was just the truth from then on. And so, yeah. I think that was it. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to teenagers, i.e. people in high school, says Jaden Wave. Actually, there's another question coming at the end that will tie in with that. Um... But like one, one piece of advice I would say, well, I mean, I hated it. I, it's not, you know, my wife loved school. I hated school. So for people like me who hate school, the advice I would give you is that it will be over soon. It's a small part of your life and it will be over. And uh, there's out there, maybe the people in your school, you don't like them or whatever, or maybe they're assholes. Or, but there's really cool people out there in the world and you're going to meet them. And they're waiting to meet you. They're excited to meet you. So just hang on in there, man, and just uh, don't do nothing stupid. Uh, for, and, you know, actually, and yeah, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, how's your diet going, and has it contributed to your hyperproductivity? Assuming time returned is a major component, says Real Talker One Hundred and One. Yeah, the big, big, big point. Big point. 
Diet's going great. I've been steak and water guy since last February, so that's a year and a half now. It's going great. Thank you very much. Um, feeling great. I've just started adding uh, weightlifting to the regimen, and that's instantly great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very helpful with the hyperproductivity because you don't want any friction, as I've spoken about before. Friction will kick you out of hyperproductivity. And when I say friction, I mean things that get in the way of you being hyperproductive and get in the way of you staying in the zone. Hyperproductivity times zone inhabitation, that's the thing that we're engaged in. And uh, friction will fuck that up. And here's an example of friction, uh, eating some pizza and then feeling all bloated and tired and fucked up. That will get in the way, man. But like, if you're eating clean, I'm just eating steak, that's clean. So I don't feel any kind of way after I've eaten anything other than more energetic and more powerful. So food does not cause me friction. Also, I don't have to question, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to have that goddamn, oh, what are we gonna eat tonight, baby? I don't know, what, we gonna, what do you wanna eat? Conversation, I know what I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat steak. So it's just, it does definitely help. It helps in that like, I feel great all the time or is or, like optimal. And um, it removes all sorts of questions and uncertainty and things of that nature. And for zone inhabitation and hyperproductivity, you want to be removing any kind of questioning and, and stuff of that nature that you can. And you want to be removing any kind of not feeling very good that you can. So it's definitely helpful. Definitely helpful. What's cracking chat? Uh, do you still speak to Littles and Nasty, says Homeless Gavin McInnes? The answer is yes, I do. Um, I actually haven't spoken to Littles for a little while, for a couple months. Uh, I spoke to Nasty like last week. Um, so yeah, we, we keep in touch. Um, yeah, I miss those guys. People, so I think someone else has asked, it's a question coming up, do you miss anything about the old country? And I don't miss much about the old country, but I do miss my, super, my rap super friend homies. Because like, I, you know, I had, I had my little home studio and they would all come around all the time, all the time, like every week. And we'd hang out and make music and it was, and it was a part of my life that I really enjoyed. And I do miss that bit. But, um, you know, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Uh, Laugh to Mouth says, now that you've made it, what's something you used to tell yourself when you weren't sure what the future held? <laughs> now that you've made it. Yeah, um, I haven't made it, but I have made it, I guess. It's a, a tricky one, right? Because it's like, what's made it? When you've made it, when you've really made it, that's when you die. Because there is no plateau. There is no made it. Um, you know, made it would mean that I understood everything and that uh, I, I'd become optimal entirely, that I'd transcended. And that's certainly not true. However, I am at a point that I long to be at in days of yore. I dreamed of this point, this beautiful family, roof overhead, you guys, ability to do what I love and that, that provide these things. Yeah, and so that is amazing. And that is amazing. And what I used to say to myself when I wasn't so sure what the future held was that this will come because I was sure that it would. So I was sure that we would make it. I was sure we would make it. I always told my wife that we were going to make it. Everything is going to be okay. Mini Mani Mo. Bitty Bitty Better Better Mini Mani Mo is a K-pop song we used to sing. 
you know, in the darkest days, we knew that, that I always knew. I don't know if faith is the right word, but I knew, I knew. You know, just, uh, and this is what I say to other people, you know, you have to get through the hardest part. Because that's when most people will give up. So the reason most people don't have the lives that they want is because at the point where it gets most difficult, a lot of them will stop. But that's the point that you have to get through. It's on the other side of that that is the thing. As Goggins says, on the other side is greatness. You have to get through the hardest part. You have to get through the, the, the suffering and the pain and uh, the, the hardship and all that stuff. And on the other side of that is what you're looking for. So you have to go through that. You just have to. You know, something I'd be trying to teach my son. You have to get through the suffering. And that's hard for people to do, but that's what you've got to do. So, yeah. Um, so I was always sure what the future held. I was always sure that the, what I knew what was on the other side and I knew how to get through it was through consistency and suffering and, uh, and uh, just fucking going all in and sticking to it and, and not giving up. You know. So that's what I would tell myself now and that's what I would tell the people around me. Um, Jerry the Sheriff, what was your experience with Jordan Peterson? Um, I guess you mean like how has it been interacting with him? Or doing a podcast with him or making music with him? Anyway, the experience has always been wonderful. Always been wonderful. He's been nothing other than just really fucking lovely and, um, and generous and gracious. Generous with his time, generous with his, like, you know, sharing my work with his audience and helping me out, you know, recording vocals for me and then inviting me on his podcast and things of that nature. He's been nothing but generous and lovely and, uh, and just very, very easy to talk to and get on with. And yeah. So yeah, uh, shout out to him. Love to you and your family, Doc. We're praying for you every day. And uh, yeah, many, 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 many adventures to come. Much still to do. And so much to do, shit. We've got so much to do, baby. We've got so much to do. Word XP. Do you have an emergency plan slash escape plan if things got apocalyptic in LA slash USA? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not um, a catastrophist. A catastrophist. Now, obviously, uh, a man with no plan is no man. But I'm not, I don't have a fucking nuclear bunker, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Sheila. What up, Sheila. 613, you bad motherfucker. For someone who is a big fan of yours, but just jumping on the bandwagon now, where do I find your older music? I want to hear everything. Do you have a Discog list? Must love from a tower, Canada. I don't know if I have a Discog list, actually. And I deleted a load of stuff. I've been making music since 2000, as far as releasing it. And um, it kind of was in like, like three stages. So there was the first stage, and I was kind of inventing stuff and making stuff up and making all this weirdo rap music and like uh, uploading mixtapes. And no one else was doing that then, by the way. I uploaded the first mixtapes. If you go on Wikipedia or something, it says Ghostface had the first mixtape. I had mixtapes going up for like two, three years before Ghostface dropped that mixtape. Um, but anyway, I deleted all that stuff. 
and I deleted a lot of the stuff that was on most, almost everything that was on my YouTube channel. I deleted most of the stuff that was on uh, Spotify and things of that nature. All I left up was like the first and the second album and a couple of the early EPs. And I couldn't listen to those myself. In the same way, it would be difficult for you to read a diary of your, um, from your teenage years. It's like, oh God, who's that person? <laughs> you know? Um, people would be like, man, you changed. I'd be like, hell yeah. We out here learning. Damn right you changed. But, um, so what would I advise? Everything that I didn't delete, there is still a lot of stuff. It's all on Bandcamp. Everything is on Bandcamp. So you can go back to the start there and you can listen to some old, the old rap stuff and things like that. There's still a lot of that stuff. Um, and as far as like, if you want to really dig deep and find the old stuff, it's out there. You know, nothing's really gone on the internet. Nothing's ever really gone. Shouts out to Red Letter Media all day. Nothing's ever really gone. Apart from uh, uh, people's excitement for Star Wars. <laughs> And there's fans, man. You go hang out in the Discord or whatever and you'll find some people who've got that stuff. And if there's something specific that you want, I've always said this, if you're an old fan and you've like, shit, where's that mixtape I loved? I didn't, save, I didn't download it or save it or whatever. Send me a message and I'll send it to you. Someone last week hit me up and they wanted um, a track I did called Occupants that sampled... Um, I, can't even, I can't even remember. And uh, I dug it out for them and I sent it to them. So, you know... Uh, Theo Ahaya, thank you for the super chat, says, Rogan Wave album, please. I really want to do a Rogan Wave album. Um, I, I, I've got to get Rogan's permission. I wrote an email uh, via the contact form on the website and I didn't hear anything. Um, I doubt, I'm, I'm sure that contact form gets a million emails. So, um, yeah, I kind of think with this stuff, it's like when a person hears it, like the way it happened with Peterson was he heard it because so many people sent it to him. And uh, then I, then he noticed when I hit him up and then we got in touch and then I got his permission to make an album and I did. So, you know, if you, I get the, basically the way is for you guys to send him the music and uh, him to eventually notice it. And if he likes it, then cool. I think that's the way of doing it. Uh, Word XP, thank you for the super chat, says, on a day you're feeling more down than usual, what's your top five things to do to get yourself back into your higher self back on track. Um, it's very fucking simple. And it's like, I've been trying to instigate this as a daily ritual and sometimes I forget. And I need, like, I actually forgot this morning. <laughs> this morning, uh, I was very tired because yesterday I was DJing and, and then I was woken up by my beautiful son uh, having an argument with his friend on Minecraft. And I was like, rub, 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 grump, 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 grumping around the place. And then I was like, uh, moron, moron. You have to remind yourself of all the stuff that you're grateful for. One, imagine you woke up and your son wasn't like being noisy. He wasn't there at all. Imagine that. That'd be awful. So yeah, number one thing to do is just remind yourself of all the all the blessings, man. There's so many blessings. So many blessings. If you if you're on this this if you listen to this, you probably got a shower. That's a blessing, man. You know who didn't have showers? Like your great your great granddad didn't. Alright, so uh that's what I would say for that. Always works for me. Darren Thacker says, you could make a modern mix of your early stuff. Hashtag Akira Wave. Actually, I've been doing that. Um, I've been sampling my early stuff. 
Um, I would say three or four of the tracks on JBP Wave Genesis sampled my early songs or were like reimaginings of some early songs. So that's actually something I've been doing and uh, something I will continue to do. Uh, yeah. Alex O'Connell says, Love you, man. You've inspired and helped me so much. What's your favorite song that's not yours? Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, my favorite song that's not mine today is uh, La 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 by Bonobo Dolos Dollar Sign. I don't even know how you pronounce his name. B A B B N O B Dollar Sign or something? I know. He uh, He's done some stuff with Young Gravy and uh, Young Bay. And he's got this song that's a sort of Latin feeling. I got your bit, uh, la la la, la la la, boo doo boo doo boo doo boo la la la. I woke up that in my head this morning, so that one, I guess. Thank you very much, baby. Well, darling wife just came back and gave me a coffee. Now she's going, do you wanna say hi? No, she's just bought me a coffee and she's going. What a wonderful thing. Get yourself one of them. <laughs> yes. I do, I do recommend it highly though, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Mr. Worcester says, my dad grew up in a home without a shower. See, exactly. Like I remember my primary school had a, didn't have a toilet. It had like an outside toilet. You had to go down the bottom of the, the field, sports field or whatever, and there was like these outdoor toilets that were basically like sheds. So, uh, diverting tales, Gothwave 2. Good question because Gothwave 1 wasn't actually what I was aiming for, to be honest. I wasn't quite, I wasn't congruent at that point. I hadn't quite got into congruence. I wasn't hyperproductive and in the zone. So I had an idea, I wanted to make Gothwave and I had an idea for what it was. And what came out wasn't really what I was aiming for, um, to be honest. And I would like to do Gothwave and have it come out how I, how I want. So, um, but anyway, I have, I have an idea for what I'm doing. Well, I have an idea, I know what I'm doing for this Halloween season. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, um, yeah. Yeah, you could probably guess. Maybe you can guess what it is. Maybe you can guess what it is. Um, questions, questions. Oh my Lord, we're running out of time and I've still got so many questions to do. What are we gonna do, ladies and gentlemen? Should we go over time? Should we keep this succinct? Hey, what up, Herky? Hey, you got a peanut butter cup. Did mommy say you could have it? Yes. Mummy said you can have the peanut butter cup. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Daddy, daddy been horrible and mean and said you couldn't have one. Mm -hmm. Horrible daddy and shouting at you. Shouting at you to stop stop playing dance EDM really noisily. So Herky's got a peanut butter cup. He's very happy. Uh, yeah, drop a wave emoji in the chat if you're feeling the peanut butter cup <laughs> acquisition. So what's going on with you, Hercules? Huh? You're gonna talk, you're just gonna munch noisily. I'm just gonna munch noisily. All right, I'm gonna carry on some questions. You dropped some chocolate on my arm. Thank you very much. So we've got a question here. Oh, here you go. Perfect, perfect time. Um, oh, hang on. Ah, oh, man, so many questions. I'm confused. Ah! Right, what is your biggest struggle you've faced and how have you overcome it? Oh, man, that's a good question. I had a lot of struggles in life. Do you know what the biggest struggle was? The biggest struggle that I had to overcome was myself. Yes, it was. Because um, no matter what struggles were in my way, whether it was uh, bullies at school or premature homelessness or um, 
legal struggles <laughs> or all sorts of things. Um, the biggest struggle was, was myself. That was the foe I had to conquer all the time. And I kept like coming up against problems and be like, why do these things keep happening to me? And eventually I realized that they were externalizations of my internal. And when I fixed those internal things, the external things sort of melted away. So the biggest struggle was the battle with myself. And it's the battle that goes on to this day and I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But that's the truth. Um, Michael says, what, were your th what, are your f what are your first thoughts waking up? What were they as you transitioned into hyper-productivity? <laughs> um, it depends how I wake up and it depends what wakes me up, frankly. But uh, usually, it's, um, if I wake up sort of naturally, I wake up filled with thoughts of, of what, we're, what we're achieving and what we're going to achieve and all, all, our, all the adventures. I know. It depends. You know, I've got a kid, so oftentimes I'm woken up by a noisy kid and I'm in the middle of a weird dream and I'm completely confused. Uh, Alex Lee says, what is your drive to keep pushing out the music? How do you get through times of no motivation or fatigue? Well, I don't have no motivation and I don't have fatigue. Well, I mean, I get tired, but that doesn't mean anything. Meaning is the motivation. You know, if you have the meaning as the foundation, you don't need no motivation. Motivation is crap, in the words of David Goggins. Um, meaning is the motivation. So once you've got that sorted, yeah, what does Nietzsche say? He with a why can withstand any how. You get that why sorted, you're fucking groovy, baby. Doesn't matter. And I don't get uh, fatigue. I don't get burnout. I could be doing this forever. I think. I mean, so far, right? I've been doing this since last February. That's a year and a half. No signs of letting up. Things are only intensifying, increasing, more hyperproductive, more excited, more joyful, more, uh, more purpose, more meaning. Meaning compounds. It all compounds. It all compounds. <laughs> uh, ben says, feeling jealous about that cup. <laughs> right? <laughs> Word XP says eat a peanut butter cup on Dado's live stream and glide out Hercules 2019 real shit but yeah it's like uh, you know the compound interest thing that we talk about on the Naval album right and one great example of that is uh, marriage marriage is a great example of compound interest like the deeper into a marriage you get uh, the better it gets and, and the more you achieve within it and the more you trust the other person the more you understand the other person and the more in sync you are with the other person, the better and better and better it gets. And uh, the same is true with uh, the relationship with yourself and what you're creating. If, if you're going all in, all in on it and just compounds. It's very interesting. Derek says, have you heard the old song Touch by Daft Punk? If so, what do you think about it? Um, it's Daft Punk, so it's great. That's what I think. To be honest, like off the top of my head, I'm not sure which song by Daft Punk is Touch. But I'm pretty sure it's great because I've never heard a Daft Punk song that wasn't great. Discovery was my favorite album in 2003, I think it was. And I still play a lot of that when I DJ. I play a lot of Daft Punk when I DJ. I'll be DJing like straight rap sets and chucking in Daft Punk in there and people and it works and people love it because Daft Punk are great. Daft Punk are, are truly, truly great and consistently great. 
Uh, audio Didact Polymath says, any advice navigating the learning curve around fair use and copyright law for audio sampling? Pfft, Jesus Christ. Uh, my advice on that one, it's an ever-changing minefield. I would say if you're starting out, if you're just starting out, and if you're just putting stuff up on YouTube and SoundCloud or whatever, just, just do what you like. Sample anything and everything, right? Um, because, I mean, maybe the algorithm will detect it and it'll get taken down. But if it doesn't, if the algorithm doesn't spot it, go for it. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to blow up and someone's going to sue you. Notice the worst thing of part, you're going to blow up. Because no one's going to sue you until you blow up. All right, so that's a good problem to have. And you've already blown up so you can deal with it. You know, that's what I would say. Once you're on a certain kind of level, people be looking at you and shit and it's like, um, you know, and if you want to be putting stuff out on legal streaming platforms, then you want to be getting copyright wherever you can. Sorry, clearance wherever you can. Um, so my advice would be to, you know, get clearance. Uh, as I've said, as I've said, it's like, you know, as Naval says on the Naval album, the superpower of the internet is it connects everyone to everyone. So you can hypothetically reach out to everyone and, and um, eventually get that clearance. The other thing is like, you know, make yourself really great. So people like want to be a part of what you're doing. Um, I like on my second album, I sampled a bunch of stuff and it took a while to clear those samples. My mum actually did it on that album. She like read a book and worked out how to do it and got in touch with people and stuff. And, and uh, like we sampled a song by Dollar who were a quite a big pop band at one point. And uh, they were, they like thought the record was really good. So they did it for like really, really not very much money. And then I sampled Grant Morrison on that record. And um, he loved it so much that uh, A, he let me do it, use it for free. And then we became friends and I became his favorite music artist. So, you know, get yourself really good and uh, reach out to people, you know, I would say. But also, right, don't be afraid of using sample packs. There's a million, if you want to, if you're a, if you like working with samples, there's a million sample packs. Get a Splice subscription. Um, you know, it's like seven bucks a month and like thousand samples or whatever. And you can use them all completely legally with no worries, you know. So if you like using samples, just use sample packs. Or if you're starting out, use whatever the fuck you like. And worry about it afterwards, I would say. Uh, Giraffe Tainer, any plans to get on the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, well, I mean, this is one of those things that I assume will just happen naturally at some point. So I don't necessarily have plans, but it's that's, I guess, like a goal. But the system is be consistently great, and at some point... Um, Joe Rogan will pre presumably want you on his podcast because you're great and interesting and have something useful to add I would say uh, Luke James Minecraft with subscribers when? <laughs> that's Hercules' gig Hercules plays Minecraft every day and, I just, and he wants his own channel so he probably will now my gig is my, the game I like I like Red Dead Redemption um Red Dead Redemption with subscribers when? I don't know. Would, is it something you would be interested in? Let me know. But uh, I do enjoy playing Red Dead Redemption <laughs> online. And I literally just wander around hunting and fishing. So it might be quite boring for you guys. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Don Dio says, Hello, man. What does a typical day in hyperproductivity look like? When do you wake up? What do you eat? What sport do you do? And when do you meditate? What are the traps, distractions you need to avoid? You rock, man. Thank you for showing your thoughts and your amazing work. 
often a lot of these questions could be whole podcasts in themselves and that's a great example of one but uh let's say a sort of typical day these days and you know it's new now we just moved to this new house um and uh typical day sort of wake up awake wife and kid running around getting ready to go to summer camp take hercules to summer camp on the scooter well okay wake up immediately jump in shower cold shower or contrast shower brush teeth at the same time insert contact lenses be clothed drink some water scoot hercules to summer camp go to coffee shop usually with wife have coffee with wife go to studio make lots of music um well no the first thing i do is do all the admin stuff then i make the music then come back hang out with family go out and dj or do more work um play a bit of red dead before going to bed <laughs> that's about it that's about it um traps distractions traps distractions um Getting sucked into Twitter wormholes, that's a potential trap. Be careful about that one. You can lose a whole bunch of time getting sucked down a fruitless Twitter wormhole. Twitter can be great. It can be a, I use it as a dojo. I follow lots of people who, are, who, who I learn from um, or who, who uh, inspire me. But even those people will still tweet some stuff that can lead you down a useless minefield wormhole of like ideological bickering or political nonsense or whatever so that's a trap to avoid and um yeah anything that will distract you from the work you know um what's cracking chat diverting tales says he got the horses in the back yeah <laughs> uh chris wonderland ha got clout has massive amounts of attention yeah influence oh here you go because next one says can someone describe to me what does got clout means because my english is not good clout clout means influence i would say yeah clout not necessarily like huge amounts of attention you could have clout while not having that much attention actually it's possible um clout Influence and attention. Influence. I, for me, it more means influence and like uh, a sort of uh, a power in what you're doing. As in, you know, you're at the fucking top of your game and what you're doing has impact and import. You know? And it kind of started in a meme-ish sort of way. Rappers were talking... Clout chasing became a thing in the rap world and it'd be like people doing dumb shit on Instagram for clout, which would mean, you know, at attention. So like in rap, like clout became this thing. And then I heard Peterson saying something about he's got clout and I just added it to my tag because it was just dope. And then it became a self-fulfilling prophecy because like the more you go, Akira the Don, he's got clout, the more clout, Akira the Don accrues. <laughs> it's interesting how these things work. Um, Jim, the curator, have you considered using samples of Jonathan Blow in a mix? I don't know if I've ever heard Jonathan Blow. Don't know if I have. Leave something in the suggestions. Discord, please. Thank you. Studying DA. Did you afford that house in Hollywood strictly off your music? Uh, yes, is the answer. Although we don't own it. We rent it. Um, bum, 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 bum. 
Pedro, did you become a father? Did becoming a father change your perspective on things? What were they? Yes, obviously. Um, yeah, you get a lot more wary of dogs. You'd be like, oof, could this dog hurt my child? You go slow motion in your head, working out ways to like take the dog out. Similarly, and then similarly with societal institutions and people and all sorts, you're like, what's this motherfucking thing gonna do to my kid? What are they trying to do to my kid? And also it just made me take my life a lot more seriously. Like a lot more seriously. Um, you know. And it just makes you think about um, what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you can do it. I think, I think a lot about intergenerational movement, striding forward intergenerationally. I think, well, there was my granddad and he was in a concentration camp and then my dad was born in a slum and then I was brought up in this little Welsh valley and then now here we are and here's Hercules and what will he do and what's his potential you know I'm pretty sure Hercules could be king of Mars and that would be crazy right from a concentration camp to king of Mars Mars in what three four generations uh, High Times 91 when was your first exposure to Alan Watts thank you so much for all the content it positively shifted my train of thought hey well thank you uh, Alan Watts, I think I first heard years and years ago um, in like a meme or something. But I didn't really start listening to a lot of Alan Watts until I heard people were saying to me, you should do Alan Watts Meaning Wave, um, actually. Um, that's when I first started listening to lots of Alan Watts, so a couple of years ago, really. And, uh, and I found him to be the perfect foil to Peterson. He's like the perfect counterbalance. Like I've often said, they're both exploring a lot of the same phenomena, but just observing said phenomena from opposite sides of the room. But it's still the same phenomena, and they're still looking for the same sort of truth, the sort of usefulness. Uh, Gregory Witcher, where can I get a good hoodie? Good question. The good hoodie is... Uh, Lots of people have been asking for that. So we've just made it available, available again via the Teespring store for uh, 30 days. So if you go to the Teespring store, which you can get to uh, from the link in the YouTube or under the top bar underneath the YouTube videos has a link to it. You can copy it there for the next 30 days. And we're working on the Meaning Wave store and Meaning Wave website. Um, so we'll, we'll let you know when that's dropping soon. Um, oh my goodness. Caleb, uh, you often thank the ancestors. I believe we stand on the shoulders of giants. You're correct. Can you discuss your experience with mentorship slash discipleship, both as a student and possibly now as a teacher? Uh, yeah, I've spoken about this quite a lot. Like, um, you might not have mentors in your so-called real life. Maybe you don't have a father, or maybe you don't have, maybe you want to be a carpenter and you don't know any carpenters. But in the modern world, you can choose your mentors because they're all online and they all have podcasts and Twitter feeds and all this sort of stuff. So you can choose your mentors now and you should, you should. And uh, as far as the other way around, this is one of my sort of principles, like in this whole thing, you should always be learning, always be learning. And uh, you should always also always be teaching because if you cannot explain what it is that you know then you do not truly know it 
Certainly if you cannot explain it in a way that somebody does not know it or understand and be able to apply to their own life. If you can't yet do that, you don't yet know it. And the way you get good at that is actually by doing it. So I've been trying to create instances in my life where I can pass on that which I know to others. And that's why I'm doing this stream, for example. Because doing this stream and talking to you guys and answering these questions makes me think about things that are oftentimes only in my head. And it makes me externalize them and uh, puts them in a form that other people can then use. And the better I get at that, then the better I, I get at understanding the thing. So, yeah, that's what I would say on that. And, you know, obviously I have a son. Stephen, do you intend to make a Sam Harris wave? Please don't ignore this question. People ask me about doing a Sam Harris wave every week. Every week. And it's the same answer. When I hear something that inspires me to make some music, then that's when I do it, usually. Sometimes I have people that I definitely want to make music with because I know I've heard them say things that, that fit into the structure of the sort of overall story that we're telling here or the overall mission. And, uh, yeah, so I haven't heard any Sam Harris say anything yet that I wanted to turn into music. So if you're one of these people who keeps writing to me asking for a Sam Harris wave, um, give us some examples of some stuff that he said that's like really fucking amazing. Um, I listened to I, I listened to his Free Will audiobook, by the way. Um, so I, I have listened to some of his stuff. Bah, 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 bah. Ricky, ever miss Wales? Um, I don't do much missing. I don't, I'm not one for missing. I don't dwell in the past. I'm engaged in the now. I'm not in the future either. Pretty much in the, I'm trying to be in the now as much as possible. And whenever I'm not, that's when I'm fucking up. That's when I'm not being as useful or congruent or good as I could be or whatever I find. So yeah, I don't go for missing. Obviously there's stuff, that's a beautiful, beautiful country. Uh, there's a lot of wonderful things in it um, that I think of fondly. I try, I try to be thinking of fondly rather than missing because missing is lack, you know? You laughing down there? I had a snort from my wife. Uh, Alexandria says to get all the wonderful meaning waves. Is the Patreon twenty five bucks a month the best plan? Also, there is the is there a way to get your complete discography in one shot? Yes, is the answer because what is it twenty five dollar a month? You just get every you can download everything uh, as it's released. As far as getting the complete discography, you can buy the whole lot on Bandcamp. And I believe it is 60% off if you buy the whole thing at once. So the Akira the Don Bandcamp is the place for that. And the link is in the description. Uh, Sean, what do you think about mind science, the law of attraction and manifestation magic? This is one of those things that I don't know enough about to give any kind of like professional opinion but in in my observations I have found it to be real I'll say that much in my observations I have found it to be real it seems that it is true <laughs> it seems that it does work my wife manifested this house in a day was it a day or two days and she's gone anyway my wife manifested this house I got back from DJing and I was all pissed off because we're in a little one bedroom house and it's all dark and like, I'd be always knackered because like we share a room with my kid and stuff. And then so she like wrote down 
the kind of house that we would want. And within a 48 hours, it came to us, like by a whole bunch of crazy circumstance. I assume too many instances of that kind of thing to mention. It also seems to be like, like I talk about the, you know, a lot of things being hyper productivity being a muscle, productivity being a muscle, ideas being a muscle. You exercise them, you keep getting better and stronger. If you don't, then they atrophy. Manifestation seems to be that as well. The more you're deliberately manifesting things, the more they seem to come. And if you stop, they become less. I know. Um, it's one of those areas that seems like it's got lots of woo in it, you know. So you're like, mm, you know, you're 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 um, you we're weary, worrisome, weary, not weary, wary, wary of woo, right? One is wary of woo, one is wary of woo. But uh, yeah, I've just seen too much, too much of it actually happen to not to dismiss it, frankly. So there, um, Matt. Howard says Akira, assuming all goes well, what sort of time frame are we looking at for a world tour? And more specifically, my humble home of Australia. Yo, um, time frames are difficult things to predict. This is pretty much down to you guys. This is down to you guys. Because, uh, you know, if there's obvious demand for shows and a world tour then it's a lot easier to make that thing happen and the more obvious a demand the easier it is look at let's look at the peterson thing peterson thing for example there's such obvious demand for him for speaking engagements that one of the biggest touring companies in the world which was live nation came to him and, and signed him up and then he's been touring the world ever since um there's a thing in that thousand, what's it called? That essay, that thousand fans essay, which suggests all you really need is a thousand true, true fans who really, really love you and what you're doing. And they love you and what you're doing so much that they kind of become your sort of marketing force because they'll tell all their friends about you and all their friends and so on and so forth. So well, that, that's our model. <laughs> that's what our model. So it's basically, yeah, the more of you want this to happen, the more, the quicker it's likely to happen. So if you're in Australia and you want me to play Australia, I definitely want to play Australia. So the best thing you can do is just convert as many of your homies as possible. And, uh, and that's, the, that's how it will happen. That's how it will happen. Uh, thank you, JMCG, for the super chat. Have you ever considered an Alejandro Jodrowski wave? Now, you can tell the fact that I can't pronounce that, that I'm not even sure who that is. Although it does ring a major bell. So maybe it's on one of my lists, I don't know. Please send me something. Put something, anything like this, right, when you're like, I want Akira to do a wave. Uh, find the bit that you think is the sickest bit of them talking in the shortest form. Don't put like a two hour talk because I'm not necessarily gonna have time to listen to a two hour talk straight away. Um, like a small thing, like a five minute thing or whatever, and put that in the suggestions bit on the Discord and uh, I'll check it out. That's, there you go. Uh, Jasper says, will you be making some cool stickers and sell as much? Yeah, definitely. We're going to got stickers. People want stickers. I want stickers. I would put definitely put them up everywhere, says Jasper. Exactly. You see? So, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that. Um, I'm going to get... Uh, oh, if anyone out there can do this for me, that would be great. I would like to make available 
a template so that people can spray the Meaning Wave logo wherever they want to spray it. So like a cutout template. Someone once made me an Akira the Don one for the old Akira the Don logo and that was cool. And then people were spray painting the Akira the Don logo all over the place. So if anyone out there can do that, that would be dope. Um, hey, hey, we're, get, we're nearly at the end of the questions. Yes, we're, we're powerful. Powerfully answering all your questions. Matt. Roberto Pacquio. What up, Roberto Pacquio? June Wave 2 release soon. Uh, June Wave 2 is in the works, uh, waiting on Danica Danica, <laughs> whose name I always mispronounce deliberately, to uh, finish her homework. She's got some homework to do. So, but yeah, that, that will be sooner rather than later, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Regum Rex, top five anime. Um, off the top of my head, Akira, Alita, Bubblegum Crisis, USA Yasura, uh, Paranoia Agent. They're the first things I thought of that I love, but there's so many more. Top fives are very unscientific. David says, do you ever produce music for other musicians? Not spoken word. If so, any genre outside of hip hop slash EDM? Any particular artists we can check out? That's a lot of questions. First part, yes, I do produce music for other musicians sometimes. I have done in the past. Um, other genres outside of hip hop EDM? Yes, I've done jazz, I've done folk, I've done rock. Um, yeah, disco, does that count? Any particular artists we can check out? Is it, you mean artists I've produced for? Uh, who should you check out that I've produced for? Um, check out Big Nasty. That's my guy. Uh, yeah. JMCG. Dude, that's where you would know Alejandro Jodrowski from June. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, if I can get the USAF to have a festival to distract from the insanity of storming Area 51, will you DJ for a slot? Yes. Yes, is the answer. Um, oh, yeah, Jadrowski, this guy, of course. Yeah. Um, hang on, where was I? What's your go-to software? Says Sue Frisbee. What up, Sue Frisbee? It says top fan next to Sue Frisbee's name. I wonder what that means and why it says that. Anyway, Sue Frisbee, it depends what you mean go-to software for. I use a lot of software. I use Evernote for, for, um, outs for capturing my brain. I use Evernote like a second brain. So any thoughts I have, ideas, websites I want to remember, lyrics I want to remember, um, bits of audio I record on my phone, PDFs, questions from you guys, can anything, I dump in Evernote and uh, then I can find it later. I use Evernote a lot. I use a thing called Superhuman for my email. It's a very, 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 very hyper efficient piece of software that makes going through my email pretty much like 20 times faster than the Gmail client. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, what else? I'll give you a couple of other good bits of software. 
I use the Brave browser because it's not Google and you just don't want to have too many eggs in one basket, man. You don't want to have too many eggs in one basket. Uh, what is another good bit of software? I use Premiere Pro for video editing and I use Magic Bullet Universe as an additional thing on top of Premiere which gives me cool little like video transitions and VHS effects and things like that. It's very cool. So there's some software that I use. Thank you for the question. Dana1804 says, is Hercules homeschooled? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Ooh, excuse me. Um, Chris says, what album is coming next? Well, the next album is very practical. I promised a practical album. We kind of oscillate between uh, the mind and the body here at Meaning Wave. And we believe that the combination of the two is very, very important. And we're current, the next one is super practical. If you, the last couple of, let's see, if you think that, um, what order did we go in? So if you think that uh, Goggins was very pr practical, spiritual, right? It's like how to, all this spiritual stuff, how to practically like smash through mental blockages and stuff, how to carve an iron mind utilizing physicality. And then we had uh, the practical usefulness in a spiritual fashion of wealth via the Naval album. So it's like, you know, get through that mental, crush through that mental trap that money is evil and, and actually work, and work out the difference between money and wealth and why wealth is the important thing. So the next one is very, very practical and it will help you with all of those things. And bring kind of helps all those things together. Very, very practical. And then we're going super, super mind again. We're going deep into the mind again. And then we'll swing back again. And every time we swing, we, I think of it like a big pendulum. It's going, whoom, whoom. and every time it goes this way, it goes a little further that way, and it smashes a little harder into whatever wall might be on that side. Jaden Hensley says, do you think your music quality is related to all of the songs being harmonically compatible? Hey, did you notice that? Or did I tell that? I don't know if I've mentioned that. But yes. Yes, that's a major key. Not a lot of people do that. I don't know anyone that does that, actually, with... Um, Certainly not with album sequencing and stuff of that nature. Because part of what came from DJing is like you work out that if you play harmonically compatible songs, as in songs that fit with each other harmonically, think of it like you could sing the chorus from the next song over the previous song and it wouldn't jar, right? And then you move around like that and you can move from key to key to key. And uh, it's, it's removing friction. It's right. I keep, I keep get, coming back to this. So this is something I'm realizing, realizing is removing friction. The more you can do that and the more aspects of your life, the better. So mixing music together harmonically removes the friction of sort of being jarred out of the experience of listening to it because the keys were not compatible with it, basically. And I do that with my albums. All my albums are harmonically compatible, like as in the songs mix into each other in a harmonically pleasing fashion. So if you listen to the albums in sequence, they will all work harmoniously, harmoniously. And yes, I do think that that is uh, a key. That's a key. Um, 
Ola Bergland says, I've never seen anyone use this much hand gesturing before while talking. Do you actively think about it? No. No, I don't. I've never thought about it, actually, until this moment. No one's ever said that before to me either. I wasn't aware I was overtly hand gesticulating. What are you going to do? Um, it's kind of conducting, right? I guess. I don't know. Or is it dancing? I have no idea. I've never thought about it. Literally never thought about it. John Stone, 1993, says, For very creative people, such as yourself, do you focus on one track on one track or idea from start to finish, or do you sporadically switch between projects when inspiration hits? If the latter, how do you keep organized? I mainly, these days, do the former. I think that's helping with the productivity. I just focus on a thing, do the thing till it's finished, move on. I used to be the sporadic guy. I used to like, ooh, I've had an idea. I'm going to work on this idea. Ooh, another idea. And then you end up with like 50 half-finished ideas. So yeah, most for the most part these days, I just like have a thing. I work, I'm like, I'm going to work on this thing. Then I fucking work on it until it's done. And then I move on to the next thing immediately. Hermit Crab. Hey, Akira, love you. Thank you. As always in your work. Thank you. Have been thinking about you for a long time now, and I know you already have plenty of material and recommendations, but if you ever searched or wanted to do a music set on peyote or other psychedelic containing cacti, I'm sending you a video probably the most well-known and respected name in cactus research. His couple of videos would make great meaning web. Well, thank you very much, and you guys keep sending me stuff that you think is useful, because a great deal of what I've done came from you lot. So thank you. And, uh, okay, we are, we've run half an hour over this has been a very long broadcast so thank you for being here and uh thank you for all your questions and i'm glad we managed to get through all the ones that were submitted in advance and all the super chats and a few of them from from chat as well uh chris peter Koo. I always read that as Pikachu, says, that's cool you described your music as a pendulum breaking walls. That's totally what I perceive your music doing for me. Good. Wonderful. 420 Iron Firehorse says, authentic creative people always use lots of hand gestures. <laughs> Peterson is totally autistic in his hand gestures, LMAO. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. Ola says, any tips on hand gesturing? Shit, I have no idea. I literally never thought about it until you just mentioned it just now. Frankly, I don't know what, what tips I would give either. Is it even a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you wouldn't even know that I was hand gesturing. Sir Pepper says, questions complete. Almost complete. Also, Sir Pepper's, I think there was only three here from Instagram, and I'm pretty sure there was a lot more on Instagram. So now I'm worried we didn't actually answer them all. And maybe we missed the post that asked for them. Maybe we didn't. But uh, here's the final question I'm going to answer today. Actually, I'll take one more from the chat. One more from the chat. Um, Alex says, will you ever do a podcast with Jocko Willink? I would like to think so. That would be beautiful. Hey, here's a fucking crazy thing I discovered this week. Uh, so my son is called Hercules. Guess what Jocko's son is called? Thor. Jocko Willink's son is called Thor. And my son is called Hercules. Who'd have thought, how about that? Who'd have thunk it? What a crazy world. What a crazy world. Okay, final question. Real Caleb Lamb wants to know, 
If you could tell 20-year-old you one thing, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, shit. When I first glanced over these questions, I thought that was if you could tell a 20-year-old, what would it be? So those are different questions. So I'll answer both. If I could tell 20-year-old me anything, I would say... Trust your instincts. Shit, I wouldn't tell him anything because he might do things differently and everything's worked out fucking brilliantly. Everything's worked out brilliantly. And 20-year-old me was pretty sure things were going to work out. He, he had lots of problems and he was in lots of trouble and, and oh my goodness. But shit, man, like, shit's beautiful. I've got a beautiful wife and son, I'm in a beautiful house. Got a beautiful family of bad motherfuckers out here in the chat chilling with me. Like, shit, man. Shit is dope. 20-year-old me, was he was on the right path. But if I would say anything to any 20-year-old, I would say... Because you'd be with 20-year-olds, you'd be looking for stuff, right? You'd be, like, looking for girls. You'd be looking for success or acceptance, all sorts of things. Stop looking for things. Everything you're looking for is within you, all right? The potential for everything that you're looking for is already within you. So what you've got to do is you've got to bring that out, all right? What you've got to do is make yourself into the best version of yourself, the, the potential of you, the greatest potential of you. You've got to bring that out and make that real. And then everything you want will come to you. So don't be out, don't chase anything. Don't look for anything. Everything you want, you exists as potential in you. You just got to bring that out and it will all come to you. That's what I would say to any 20 year old. I would say that to any 13 year old. Anyone who's like got some kind of existential worry and everyone who wants something. What is it Naval said that was really dope? Desire is a contract we make with ourselves to be unhappy until we get that thing. All right. And it's completely unnecessary. Everything that you want is within you so just make it real and the way you make it real is you make yourself into the best potential version of yourself and only you can do that no one else can do that that's what's fucking that's what's cool there's no woman out there young man who can make you into that thing uh there's no man out there young woman who can make you into that thing only you can do that and then what you wish for will come to you because you will you will deserve it and you will attract it that's the realest shit so there and uh, yeah, thank you all for being here. This has been Ask Akira on Saturday, August the 3rd, 2019. Live from the peak of recorded human civilization. This is the greatest day to be alive in recorded human history. That we're all here together is a fucking miracle and a glorious thing of wonder. Uh, I take this opportunity to thank the ancestors for bequeathing us this miracle that we enjoy. Uh, what a fucking miracle it is. Thank you for your sacrifice, for your suffering. And uh, we will not let you down. All right. It's going to be a beautiful week. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. We'll be back here next week. Uh, hop on the Discord. See you there. Hop on the Patreon. Hop on the subscribe star. If you want merch, get the merch. Uh, shit. Be in touch. Uh, we're dropping videos all next week again. So we'll see you at the premieres. We did premieres every day this week, um, I think, at uh, 9 a.m. So we're going to stick to the 9 a.m. thing. 
So we'll hang out at 9 a.m. We'll be there at the premiere. All right. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Love you. Final international high five. Three, two, one.